0: hey it's nelson and this is monica welcome to the seattle Foodie podcast the show where we talk about the seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it we eat all the food and share our insights with you thanks for joining us today let's get to it hey monica let's talk about outdoor dining since that's the only thing that people can do right now Mm -hmm. if they want to go out and eat what is your definition of outdoor dining i've been looking through on twitter and social media People are building wood structures <laughs> that yeah. look like. This isn't in Seattle. I think I believe this is in New York, but people are building wooden structures that look like buildings, and right. that just to me is indoor dining. So you're just <laughs> building small buildings next to a sidewalk. Which is, just, it doesn't make sense to me, Monica.
1: I know. I agree with you, Nelson. A tiny house does not constitute outdoor dining. <laughs> yes. right. So my definition of outdoor dining is someplace outside <laughs> the restaurant uh, where there is sufficient airflow. And and airflow means that it goes in and out. So not just like one opening, (laughs) which is like an entryway or a doorway, because I've seen and and I'm not going to call folks out, but I've seen multiple different kinds of quote unquote outdoor dining in Seattle, since mm-hmm. I, I do run around a lot. Um, but I have to admit that I haven't been that comfortable eating out in a while. So it's been all takeout for quite some time. Yeah. But yeah, there has to be airflow. Like even if you're building a plastic building with a zipper door, that's, yes. <laughs> that, that's not outdoor dining. That's like being inside the restaurant, but with worse ventilation.
0: So I mean, <laughs> what, what about you? I mean, are, are we are we on the same page here? it <laughs> I'm totally on the same page. And I've seen those biodomes yeah. that look like <laughs> the that look like the ones from the fire festival. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for those people that went to the fire festival if they want to go eat outside and they have to, have to dine in those biodomes. They're mm-hmm. going to have PTSD from mm-hmm. all that. <laughs> totally. So
1: there are a couple of places that I like where you can eat outdoors and, you know, at least there's a roof so that keeps you dry. Um, from mm-hmm. the rain, which happens during the fall in Seattle. And there's, you know, propane heaters of some sort, whether they're baseboard or, you know, there's freestanding heaters, but definitely airflow matters to me. And I'm not setting foot in any place that doesn't have sufficient airflow. And and so a minimum of two, preferably four openings in the structure to let air come in and out.
0: I I ate outdoors but it was at the golf complex mm-hmm. this, uh, this weekend and they had heaters and mm-hmm. basically it was just outdoors with heaters. And that's, yeah. that is my definition of outdoor eating. Yeah. So I don't want any, any nothing enclosed for me. That's mm-hmm. just, that's just too much.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a lot.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. We, we mm-hmm. were just talking about outdoor dining because uh, just options that we have for eating the next couple of weeks, and what we did the past week, and uh, we kind of had we kind of had this off air conversation about outdoor <laughs> dining, and thought we would talk to you guys about that. <laughs> Welcome to episode one fifteen, Monica. It's Thanksgiving week. If you guys weren't aware, we had a Thanksgiving episode last week, so make sure you tune back into that. But we're gonna t- talk some stuff about the holidays as well in this show. How are you doing, Monica?
1: I'm doing okay. Yeah, it's just been really busy um, working with some recipes and trying not to go out because that's what we're supposed to be doing, not going out mm-hmm.
0: much. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> I like how our definition of busy has changed from two weeks ago to this. Right? Know, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> right. Busy before was going out a couple places and then getting our usual fare and just going out just a little bit more. But now busy is recipe development or <laughs> just mostly doing stuff at home. Yeah. And or and getting stuff delivered. We're getting we're starting to get stuff delivered again. And mm-hmm. anything to stay as home as possible. That's that's as much as you can. Yes,
1: definitely. Staying at home. If Nelson lets me swear, I could say my full sentence, but I
0: can't. So just stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of delivery, as we were talking about earlier, Monica, let's talk about our we have one recap. This week, we got a delivery from Fathom Seafoods, and they delivered their box of two live Dungeness crab to us. You got two. I got two. Fathom Seafood is out of Tacoma, and they deliver coast to coast within 24 hours. And Monica, Fathom Seafoods ships yearly 1.5 million pounds of crab, and they support over 50 fishermen and vessels. If you're looking for a gift to send to friends or families, send them a box of two, four, or eight crab. Monica.
1: That's such a great deal, Nelson. And wait, so you're saying you only got you got a box of two crab? Is that right?
0: I got a box of two. Please tell me you didn't get a box of eight. I'll be very, very. No, no, unhappy. no.
1: I got two <laughs> boxes of two.
0: Oh, you got two boxes of two? No, I'm just kidding. I'm what? just
1: kidding. I did it. Where's I, is this world getting to? I'm just kidding. I just got two. It was yes. The delivery was so on point, I'd say. Like, you know, sometimes when you get deliveries of something, like people will sort of ramshackle it together and like, it'll be messy or like not thought out well. I thought that the delivery was thought out really well in terms of how it was packed, what mm-hmm. it was packed in and definitely getting some fresh live dungeon crab to us. And uh, we both had a great time eating it. So uh, I think they did a great job.
0: I was still caught off guard when I opened it, that they were still moving. Right. I don't know why. Were <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> you, for me, I opened it. I, I kind of expected it. Right. But I didn't. Right. It still was kind of weird that the legs were still moving. Totally. And one of the crab had moved around. <laughs> that It flipped on his back. I know. He was upside down. Yeah. He was like, help me. I
1: know. So, Nelson, sidebar, you know me. I'm the girl who does not peel her own citrus fruit. <laughs> and definitely... I'm the girl who goes out and has people prepare her crab. It's not that I can't prepare my own crab. It's like, uh-huh. you know, I'm just bougie like that. We all know that, right? Okay. Um, but I, I kind of had a fun time. But, you know, yes, a little unnerving. So I had to make them cold again because when they get cold, they get sleepy.
0: It's a trick that if you mm-hmm. freeze certain things, I remember doing it. Yeah, crustaceans or I remember back in high school, we had to do an insect project and our professor would tell us to freeze the insect to make it a more humanely right. death, I guess you call it. So that would make sense to freeze it. I was a little bit caught off guard when I was trying to you know remove the shell. They had that nerve endings, the, the reflex uh, nerves. Oh, totally. Oh, so you, you cut them up raw. I did cut them up raw. Wow, they have like five nerve centers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I cut them up raw. I cleaned it with a toothbrush just to make sure. Mm -hmm. The cleaning was actually took the longest out of the whole thing. I just wanted to properly clean the crab. It's the preparation that was, that took maybe less than five minutes to make
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, you have to look at that sad face. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, don't look at me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying. But, but I think it's only right. Like I've always said, if I'm willing to eat food with faces, then I should be willing to, you know, take care of them.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it, it was delicious. though. If you want to order crab for friends or family, make sure you go to Fathom Seafoods. Go to their website and you can order online. I just checked, Monica, and right now the crabs are on sale. Mm -hmm. yum 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 all right monica well let's move on to the next segment what are we eating did you eat a lot since a lot of people closed down indoor dining did you still eat your fair share yeah i ate a lot (laughs) (laughs) i ate a lot the way i see it is remember when
1: the pandemic first started and i go out like fridays and saturdays and like hit three to five businesses and bring home all this food that's kind of what i've reverted back to so (laughs) okay Yes, yeah, so I
0: ate a lot. What about you? What, what have you been eating? Shortened to the point. This week I checked out Derby in the industrial district for lunch. Monica, you weren't able to come with me, so I brought my friend with me. I haven't been there in years and it was nice to eat there again. They have covered outdoor seating and they do do takeout proper outdoor seating as, as we were talking about (laughs) earlier. So my friend and I ordered, basically we called it meet-a-palooza, I guess. (laughs) We had the Derby burger. I had the daily special smoked brisket sandwich as well as Matt's badass bacon. That thing is thick in terms of that bacon and meatballs Hmm. and Monica vroom vroom. We got a tour of the shop, which is for members. You can take your car and get a car wash there, Monica, or an oil change. It's crazy. I didn't realize how large that whole shop is. I thought it was just a garage for people to store their cars. Mm -hmm. No, they have like services that members can bring in. You can wash it indoors. You could also get your oil changed or get it serviced. And people are there and there's mechanics there that can do it for you. So you don't have to take it to your dealership. It's wild.
1: I'll have to check that out. I mean, you know, just I could be a member with my Honda CRV. Yes. I never wash my car. I never wash my car.
0: (laughs) Never. i saw food trucks there mm-hmm. they're getting their maintenance done it's interesting cool and then for all you east side fans salt and straws now open in kirkland at the village at totem lake i got a sneak preview before opening and tyler malik of episode 22 fame was there and he introduced us to the november full plates and full hearts thanksgiving series these flavors included salted caramel thanksgiving turkey roasted peach and sage cornbread stuffing and cranberry juniper sorbet
1: uh, which was your favorite? I mean, those all sound really interesting, but like I, I know I know you did like a taster of eight, but like what was your favorite?
0: When Tyler was there, he mixed like a taster of eight of the regular original flavors that they, they're normally on the on the circuit mm-hmm. as well as the Thanksgiving okay. full plates and full hearts. I, I was really intrigued about how they did salted caramel Thanksgiving turkey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know us. Monica always says she has a salty mouth. I do have a salty mouth. So I was very intrigued. <laughs> and he used turkey skin and turkey cracklins wow. to meld it into caramel, which was an interesting flavor. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I'm a sorbet guy. So I really like the cranberry juniper sorbet too, mm-hmm. as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't join you, but I'm, I'll probably make it out there in a bit. As you know, Nelson, I do get to Kirkland sometimes.
0: Yeah. I got to take home a couple pints with me as well. The Thanksgiving one was the sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I like that. That sounds really good. And then a blue cheese and pear ice cream as well.
1: That sounds yummy. Mm -hmm.
0: Since I was in Kirkland, Monica, I was thumbing through and looking for options to eat at. And I came across your Yelp review for Box and Burgers.
1: (laughs) Isn't it great when you're just scrolling and like my face pops up? (laughs) Isn't that the best?
0: (laughs) it just gave me an idea to go to the Box and burgers monica because you just recently wrote a review for them mm-hmm. and i got the chicken karage plate as well as the chop chop salad mm. and then over the weekend, I emotionally ate because I had a terrible golf outing. <laughs> it was not good. If people don't know by now, one of my favorite foods is a club sandwich. So I got a club sandwich at the Fire Creek Grill. I was still not satisfied, so I went and got a mango pamplemousse at Evon and Redmond. <laughs> It was really bad golf, guys. I'm, this is how bad it was. I had to go. I was, I was just about to head to the freeway and I was like, no, I'm in Redmond. I want Yifong. I need it to just help me soothe my depression. That was basically
1: it. So, Nelson, don't you win almost every week at golf, though?
0: Yeah, but you have bad days. Yeah, it's, no, it's that's like
1: why. A, you got to give the other guys a chance.
0: No, 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 no. You, you have to win <laughs> everything. Monica. It, us, we are in it to win it, right? As you always say. So yes, I like being it. undefeated. Undefeated is the best feeling ever. <laughs> Nobody likes
1: to lose. Come oh, on. I saw you eating that club sandwich in a mall. Why is Nelson eating his depression food? <laughs> the food that he would like to have on a desert island. <laughs> Remember it that It's like the one food you'd want on a desert island? Well, something must be wrong.
0: I'm a golf, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! My three other friends ordered the burger and mm-hmm. I went with the club sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to choose club sandwich, guys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So if anybody wants to send me any gifts for this upcoming holiday, you guys, I love being surprised with a club sandwich at my front door. So if you want to send me club <laughs> sandwiches at my house, please do that.
1: i'll send you the ingredients for a club
0: sandwich it's a it's a deconstructed club sandwich (laughs) i don't mind doing that i i can make my own club sandwich i'm an adult (laughs) i'm a big kid all right (laughs) all right monica what about you what have you been eating this week
1: Okay, so just to mention for places I've talked about before, as I said, Nelson, I've been trying to just hit up as many places as I can in the shortest amount of time. So I'm not out that much. I went to Heaven Sent because I love fried chicken. So I got the chicken strip combo and those rolls are so dreamy. I also went to Tutabella for Seattle Restaurant Week. So that was a pretty great deal. It's two pizzas, a Caesar salad and a four pack of mini cannoli. So that was great. I I loved it. Uh, I stopped by CCK Thai, one of my faves for takeout. Of course, dine-in is closed. And received Bell's Pastries cereal-flavored macarons, and they are dreamy. They're gone, but really, really good. So that's just places that I've been to before. In terms of deliveries, another delivery I had was from Portland-based Blue Star Donuts. They are now shipping donuts to Washington, y'all. They sent me mini apple fritters. And three different kinds of donut holes. Apple brandy crumble glazed vanilla cake. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Orange (laughs) vanilla glazed buttermilk cake. And my favorite, the salted chocolate glazed chocolate buttermilk cake. And so, again, chocolate, I'm all about the chocolate. Shipping is just $10 flat rate. And if you miss them as much as I do, you'll give it a try. I mean, Nelson, the last time you and I went to Portland, we stopped by Blue Star, Mississippi Street. So I always love them. And thank goodness they're shipping their donuts out of state now.
0: I've never had their donut holes before.
1: Yeah, the deal about their donut holes, I think, um, just had to do with uh, mail order with shipping. So I think donut holes seem to work best. And the apple fritters are actually minis, so they're not full-size ones. And they did a bunch of experimentation to see what worked best. And so I received, Mm -hmm. you know, like a shipment before this one to sort of test it out to see how it made the trip from Portland to Seattle. Great. Yeah, pretty good. And fried chicken again. So the <laughs> counter at old Ballard catering company has fried chicken Fridays. And so this was not on my radar. I figured it out. And I stopped by. So they're a catering company that pivoted to open a counter during the pandemic to get foods in the hands of hungry people. So I got a four piece fried chicken meal with Mama Lil's potato salad and lemon pepper chips with sissy <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to redo that. That's how I say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> forget it. It's just one of those giggly kind of days, guys. We're just going to push through it. Uh, my son had chicken strips and fries. The thing that impressed me most about this chicken was the crunch. It was pretty incredible, like really sturdy. It was one of those that when you come home, it was still crunchy and actually still crunchy the next day. So that was really good. Those lemon pepper chips were housemade and very, very addicting. So I love those. I can imagine myself eating. A lot of those I can't wait to stop by For more of their food So um, first time I'd been there
0: How'd you find out About this Monica? I didn't know anything About this from Old Ballard Catering Company
1: Yeah yeah, they're on a route that I go to drive by um, on 65th and 15th to U District sometimes. And I pass by and I was kind of curious about it. It used to be like an old Jalisco's, I remember back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm always seeming to go somewhere driving by. And recently I started looking at their Instagram and, and of course, Fried Chicken Fridays. I'm just like, well, OK. So, yeah, I, I just been following them and I'd seen them and uh, just decided to stop in um, on my way. So I, I called ahead and it was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. The only other thing I've been doing is I've been doing some some homemade things. So been trying to drink more veggies and make green smoothies, which actually my son is totally on board with. So he's been drinking some of those green smoothies for like every at dinner time. So that's really great. And this week, Nelson, because you always want to hear. Coal baked rolls so he made bread mm. yeah I couldn't believe it he had the option of making a full loaf or making rolls and he decided to make rolls they were really delicious um that was his first yeast based bread he did a great job I tried to make a biscuit sandwich and it failed so it never got anywhere but uh, just a splattering of yolk all over my plate and of course just made some stuff with the crab that Fath- fathom sent us so that's a pretty much a wrap-up of what I've been doing
0: Okay. I want to know what is a failed biscuit sandwich? Why did it fail? Cause <sighs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, I made scones because, of course, Mm -hmm. now I got to up my game because my kid is baking stuff. So I got to be like, oh, I'm the mom I can bake too. So I made (laughs) scones. And then I had some breakfast sausage. I had some Beecher's flagship, which really melts well. I had a fried egg. I I had lots of things on there. Oh, I also had jalapeno jam. And I popped the yolk and it was completely filled. So it still tasted good. But really, the only shot of it on my stories was just with the yolk just everywhere. I mean, you know, sometimes things just, don't, don't work out and we don't redo it. Just, you know, we go and eat the food and move on. But so I was
0: kind of sad. I was hoping to photograph it, but I see. Uh, it was so ugly.
1: <laughs> so ugly.
0: Cole's <laughs> baked rolls. Good for him because I would have just gone to the store and bought the Pillsbury Crescent rolls and made that. <laughs> and I would have turned it in for my project. That's what I would have done.
1: He was fast, too. I mean, yeah, he did a great job. I, I'm i not great baking with you. So now, once again, I got to up my game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. OK. That's a lot there.
0: All right. Well, Monica, let's move on to our next segment. As we mentioned last episode, we talked about... Food options for Thanksgiving. A lot of people are having small get togethers within their household because Thanksgiving in large groups is probably not going to be going on this year. So it'll just be with the close family members or whoever, or your roommates that living within your house or room. In your structure. In your wooden structure. It's in wooden structure. I don't know what it is, it is. I thought we would come up with. Things that we are thankful for this year. It's been a tough year. 2020 is, here's the one thing is, at least it'll be memorable. Because 20 years down the road, at least you'll remember. I was like, remember when we had 2020 and we had all these things going on? It'll be memorable, guys. We have three things that we came up with that we are thankful for. Monica, I'll go ahead and start. Yes. My first one is, I'm thankful that my family and friends have been safe and healthy. And I'm personally fortunate that none of our close circle of friends and family like you, Monica, and mm-hmm. my my sister-in-law, my brother, my nieces, and my parents, uh, I'm very thankful that we have not contracted COVID. Mm-hmm. And to my very friends who unluckily caught COVID, not because they were out at Mardi Gras or doing anything like that, going crazy, spring break, woo! They weren't doing that, they just unluckily caught it. I'm very thankful that they all recuperated and they only caught mild cases of it. Yeah. We all know how dangerous COVID is. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful that all of my people that I care for and I love are safe and healthy because we are social distancing. Hopefully we'll make it through unscathed. And that's that's what I'm thankful for.
1: Oh my goodness. What a blessing, Nelson. I mean, I agree with you. You're in my circle of trust too. And so happy that you're well in good health and that I get to talk to you and sometimes see you.
0: You as well, Monica. I'm Mm -hmm. very glad that your extended family are also doing the same thing. And of course, Mm -hmm. most of the majority of us are all practicing social distancing Mm -hmm. and staying at home. We're just very lucky and very fortunate that we, when we do risk ourselves to go out for the grocery shopping or to get takeout, that luckily we're unscathed. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, for
0: sure. What about your first one, Monica? What are you thankful for?
1: My first one, you know, I just... I think Thanksgiving is always really hard for me for a number of reasons. I think it's important that I honor the land on which Seattle sits and stand on the shoulders of those before me. I think part of the struggle with Thanksgiving is knowing the historical context of it and also me being an Indigenous person. So if you choose to celebrate Thanksgiving, I would just consider ways in which you can honor people who have been historically oppressed, killed, and stolen from since the inception of this country. I mean, it's hard for me to think forward sometimes when we have this history that's very harmful. Seattle's such a beautiful place to live and as I always say I cannot imagine living anywhere else and I have to hold that tension between living on stolen land and working towards a more racially just world and Seattle's my forever home and I'm so thankful that I found my way here because I think sometimes people just land where they land and they just stay there. This is really where my heart is and so I love this city. I'm really grateful that I had a chance to come here.
0: Oh, that's a really good one Monica. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Should we end the segment right there? Yeah, Let's leave on the high note. Let's leave okay. on the high note. <laughs> I don't think I can top that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm tearing up a little bit because it is a real struggle for me during Thanksgiving. But but I understand that also just 2020 is just kind of shaking me as it's shaking okay. all of us. So it's kind of amplified the struggles
0: that I typically have. So, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, what's your next one, Nelson? <laughs> well, yeah.
0: <well. laughs> It's just like going after Jerry Seinfeld here. Okay. So, <laughs> so going along my first thankful thought, I'm thankful for all the medical first responders. They risk all their lives every day to help patients. In addition to that, I'm also thankful for everybody who's works in the food industry. Mm-hmm. Whether you're working in grocery stores or you're still in restaurants doing takeout right now and outdoor dining and you are waiting on customers that are doing outdoor, I want to say thank you to everybody that encompasses that whole entire broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. You guys are out there. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who are taking care of us, basically. Yeah. This is the reason why for us who are fortunate that can do that, we tip extra or we yes. tip wherever we can. Or if you're out grocery shopping, oh I've seen this, Monica. Don't get mad at these workers because you can't find a certain thing or don't get mad. You have to think about them. Say hi to them. Ask mm-hmm. them how their day is. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you stop selling the strawberry licorice? And I'm so mad that I don't have this. Mm-hmm. Just kind of think for a second and think yeah. how minor that is. Compared to what these guys are doing, because these guys are working five, six days a week. They are in contact with so many people because they're not allowed to stay at home. Yeah.
1: And yes, I agree with Nelson. Y'all need to tip. I've been hearing from some businesses (laughs) that y'all aren't tipping. Tip. That includes takeaway. And it's okay to go beyond that 10% on takeaway. (laughs) Like people need the money. Okay. So if you can tip. If you can't tip, then try to find another way to be supportive of folks. You can get creative, but really, if you can't tip, please do.
0: Wait, 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 10% on takeaway? I've always been doing like 18% or, or yeah. 20.
1: No, I know. I've I've been hearing from businesses. And so I'm just saying... My tips should begin at a minimum of 20 right now. And I understand that not everybody mm-hmm. can do that, but try as hard as you can. And if you can't tip, then again, just try to figure out another way to to support people because not everybody has been able to keep their jobs during the pandemic and they're still trying to support, but, but try to find a way to support people.
0: Okay, Monica, give us your second on your thankful list. <laughs>
1: so so my first one had to do with the creator and with the land so the second one definitely like you nelson has to do with my family and to me my family includes my close friends because as you know nelson i don't have a lot of close friends that's because when i open up my heart i really open up my heart friends are friends forever
0: bffs forever um but monica if you say you don't have friends you have like 1500 friends on your facebook who has 1500 friends you do you do I don't know, Monica. Am I ever on Facebook? (laughs) Do I ever
1: post anything on Facebook? Hmm. See, he knows. I don't post anything <laughs> on Facebook, you guys. And if you guys friend me on Facebook and I don't accept you again, like, I unless you, I know you and you're my friend, you're not coming. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, yes, grateful for uh, strong, healthy during the pandemic. But aside from physical health, here's the deal. I wouldn't have imagined that my family, my, my immediate family and I could function so closely together for so long without incident. <laughs> it's like, you know, how many days without incident, right? Yes. Um, It's been surprisingly good because I've heard a lot about people going through divorces and like a lot of emotional stress. And that's not to say that there wasn't like one period where there was some tension in my household, but that was pretty short lived. I'm especially grateful to have this time with my son. I've been able to support him through the pandemic and be there for moments like his weekly baking sessions, which otherwise I wouldn't have been a part of. So what would have happened is he would have baked in school. And like maybe once during that entire semester, would the teacher probably like send me a picture or something. But this way, I'm with him for that whole journey. And, and I'm so grateful for it because these moments wouldn't have otherwise happened. Staying at home has its benefits.
0: I think that's great. Spending family time. I think that's one of a lot of things people have observed that staying at home, a lot of people have been able to not only work from home, but now you have more time to spend with your family because now you have no longer have commuting time to do that. And that's a good bonus for that.
1: All right. What's your last one, Nelton?
0: Okay. Food related. Since we are the Seattle Foodie Podcast, (laughs) we got a little deep, emotionally deep on these last (laughs) couple of ones. So... I am thankful for people in neighborhoods and suburbs because they are embracing food trucks into the community. When a large portion of the workforce, they had to work from home, food trucks weren't able to go to office buildings and make mm-hmm. business there. They had to pivot and they went out to local neighborhoods like mine, Monica. And for yeah. me, it's, it's nice to see my neighbors in the communities go out and support the food trucks that would show up during the week. And right. maybe right. consciously they're they're not saying I'm going to go out and support the food trucks. It's... Mm-hmm. I'm just too lazy. Let's go let's go get takeout from the food truck. But that's still support, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It is.
0: You get tired of cooking at home all the time. So it's really good just to go out. And it's really convenient that I can just walk out the door and walk less than a block away. And there's a food truck on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And hey, I do. Sunday. You live in Issaquah. You have food trucks come to your neighborhood. You know how
1: far I have to go to get to a food truck? <laughs> <laughs> really far.
0: <laughs> Issaquah.
1: <laughs> oh, I think that's awesome,
0: though. But it's nice that they're showing up. Tijuana mm-hmm. Taco showed up across the city in Issaquah by uh, an apartment building. As I mentioned, Sugar Spoon Dough was also in a neighborhood that I stopped by. It's just really nice. And to see, actually, for Sugar Spoon Dough, it was nice to see kids out there excited for Cookie Dough. And these kids would not know what Sugar Spoon is if mm-hmm. they're, because they are always at Westlake. Yeah. But if they came mm-hmm. out, like, oh, my gosh, I, I had no idea that there was this option. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love food trucks, as we know. <laughs> All right, finish it off, Monica. Tell us what you're thankful for.
1: I'm thankful for people who stepped up earlier this year to support healthcare workers and black owned businesses. So uh, like you, Nelson, I mean, there was a point where it kind of seemed like support for both dropped off and now it's really time to pick it up again. Healthcare workers, as you said, Nelson, they're literally risking their lives and the lives of their loved ones because they have to take that home with them every day Mm -hmm. to keep us safe. And so the least we can do is try to keep spread to a minimum by staying at home. Again, I'm minus the swear words. (laughs) Also, You know, support Black Lives Matter by donating money to community organizations doing the work every day, buy from black owned businesses, hold elected officials accountable for changing laws. And the list goes on and on. Like, again, not everyone has disposable income to be giving money, but there are other ways to support. So be creative and try to do what you can. Now, you know, it's more important now than ever.
0: Wonderful, Monica. Yes, we do need to support all of our small businesses and especially Black-owned businesses. I I love seeing restaurants, even though when they were struggling, they were still able to feed healthcare workers and and do things like that and just help out the community during that time. For sure. Okay. That was maybe a little bit heavier than our normal fare of talking points, but we do have an interview. Tell us about it. Today's interview is with Chris and Sandra Curtis, owners of
1: Nacho Mama's Food Truck. They're on the streets and at a brewery near you with nachos, but not the kind your mama made. Here's our interview with Chris and Sandra. All right. Welcome to the show, Chris and Sandra.
3: Yay. Yay. Thanks for having (laughs) us.
1: (laughs) I am so happy to have you guys on. As you know, I am a big fan of your food truck, Nacho Mamas. Why don't you guys tell us how the truck got started?
3: Well, we had a family business in Redmond for 23 years, and we lost our lease to a hotel, new development Mm -hmm. on Redmond Way. So we decided to open a food truck, and we couldn't decide what to do. And Chris remembered that on our first date, I ordered nachos. (laughs) And so I don't know then we built a menu from there.
2: Yeah, we always and, loved nachos.
3: And we wanted to do nachos that were not your mother's nachos, just crazy mm-hmm. nachos. Hence the food truck. <laughs>
1: Definitely. I think the truck is so bright and colorful and definitely catches your eye. It's caught my eye over the years. I mean, I'm sure you know, I get around, I see a lot of food (laughs) trucks. I eat at some of them a lot and others not. Yours is one I always try to hit up, but uh, definitely uh, an interesting menu. And we're going to get to that right now. So what are some of your most popular dishes?
2: Our cheeseburger nachos and our street corn nachos are uh, two of our best sellers, Mm. And then we always do a bunch of different specials every week. Uh, So whatever weekly nacho special usually sells really well. And we sell a lot of desserts and fermented hot sauces and stuff too.
1: Yeah. So what do I always order when I come to the truck?
2: (laughs) No, usually it's the street corn with the pork belly. That's
1: right. That's right. Street corn with the pork belly. So guys, you just heard Chris talk about desserts. So I always say if you're a food truck, like I get that folks aren't pastry chefs and and things like that, but Mm -hmm. have a dessert offering. And I think you guys do a really great job of that. You guys usually also have like a special beverage, non-alcoholic, but I love that as well because I think those are the little things that keep customers coming back. Like your nachos are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I would just come (laughs) for the nachos, but being able to get like a weekly special dessert feature, or a drink like i love that and the hot sauce tell us about the hot sauce because you partner with uh, local companies to make those hot sauces right
2: we have done some collabs with urban family brewing on some different hot sauces where we mm-hmm. put uh some of their sour beers in there they're
3: fun they're just yeah. cra- once again they're as
2: crazy as our nachos yeah <laughs> a lot of crazy flavors we've had a few big fans we have danny Bonaducci really likes to come to the truck <laughs> <laughs> gonna a, it's crazy. He'll talk about it on his radio show. And then I'll
3: start. We get a whole new crowd.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tons of people will show up and we'll sell out in one day. So they're, they're fine.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Well,
2: we have a varied audience. So why don't
1: you tell folks who Danny Bonaducci is? <laughs>
2: yeah. So he was in the Partridge family. Right.
3: And he did wrestle. Did he wrestle the skater?
2: I think he wrestled did, Tanya did Harding. Harding.
3: And that's uh, <laughs> claimed the fame. And he has a radio show in
1: Seattle. Okay, cool. So to our listeners, Tanya Harding is a skater from Oregon and famous for not necessarily skating, but Google it and you'll find it. There's even a movie, folks. And again, we just have a really wide listenership. So we want to be sure folks know who these people are. Okay, so let's go back, come a little bit forward. Has anything changed for you guys during the pandemic?
2: It's definitely been challenging and emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah, just figuring out every week, it seems like the, the rules are always changing and we're always mm-hmm. having to adapt to the newest thing. Uh, luckily with the food truck, though, I mean, we're already serving we outside. We can move.
3: We can go to the neighborhoods. We can hit the houses, bring the food to them if we have yeah. to.
1: Are you finding that people are gathering different places? I mean, you guys have a pretty good route because you guys are hitting up mostly breweries. But in terms of other gathering places, like, for example, instead of an office building, you might be hitting up, like, a suburb or an apartment building, right?
3: Yeah. So how
1: how has that shift been?
3: The neighborhoods are crazy. They're intense, they're right? <laughs> they're it's challenging. Like, they're yeah. challenging because it's two. you usually are there for two to three hours, and it's mm-hmm. it bustle. It's, like, mm-hmm. just run we're Ever. like the breweries were talking to you and, and you yeah. know and it's slower pace. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> if you go to a neighborhood, everyone wants to eat right at six o'clock. So yep. <laughs> at the same time, yeah. it's-
1: <laughs> so well, the secret at the breweries is that people are also drinking beer. So, <laughs> so yeah. there's time to chit-chat, right? Right. Yeah. In the neighborhoods, it's been really interesting, especially like going out to some of the east side neighborhoods. I think the novelty of a food truck is like really interesting and exotic, especially when different kinds of cuisine right and definitely I mean your your dishes are unique again it's not the nachos you grew up with now I got nothing against like you know cheese whiz liquid cheese nachos they're not my favorite but I'll eat them but (laughs) yeah I mean so who eats at six o'clock I'm sorry (laughs) I'm not even done working at my job at six (laughs) o'clock
2: We never stop eating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: have you met me? <laughs> Does it look like I ever stop eating? I'm, I'm in it to win it in this <laughs> pandemic. And I'm telling you what, people seem to have a lot of regrets over their weight gain. I'm just like, I got gains on gains on gains, y'all.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. So yeah, there have definitely been some shifts. Um, how can your fans, how can people best support you right now, your business?
3: I mean, just come out, support all the small Mm -hmm. businesses. Mm -hmm. You got to be sick of eating at home. You got it. So come, you know, just come get us. We have uh, gift certificates online to buy for Christmas. Hot Mm -hmm. sauces make great stocking stuffers. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, uh, Spreading the word to, you know, to people, you know, either through word of mouth or posting pictures of the food you get on Instagram or Facebook definitely helps us out a lot.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, I'm sorry, it, this is terrible. I actually have to go back to sour beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. so, so, you, so, you guys, okay, so you guys talked about having a restaurant, right? And the lease ran out and then yeah. new development. Mm-hmm. But so nachos seem like a relatively simplistic dish, but you guys elevate it. In yeah. terms of like developing sauces with like sour beers, it's like, I mean, what's your background to do that? Like, how do you, is it just whatever tastes <laughs> good? Or like, have no. you always made sauces?
2: We've always been really passionate about drinking craft beers. I uh, can see
1: that on
3: your so, feed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have a drinking team associated to our truck. <laughs> 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 it's always good to have sponsorship. we here.
2: <laughs> that was a big part of the reason, though, we, we did start the nacho truck was mm-hmm. we wanted to serve a food that went good with craft beer since mm-hmm. you know, we love going to these breweries you know serving at these breweries and mm-hmm.
3: we were there anyways so might miles of work
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you de- i mean what's your process for developing because you know i develop recipes so i've never really yeah. made sauces of my own i mean how do you put them together
2: we kind of first invented the fontina cheese sauce because we really wanted to do Dungeonist crab nachos
3: mm.
2: and we kind of just wanted a smooth buttery buttery creamy sauce sauce.
3: and then it just kind of built i'm like no just experimenting yeah Hmm. and pushing i mean we kept trying to get you know more and more cheese less flour and flour and and just experimenting every day
2: yeah
3: Yeah. so many many cheese
2: sauces that people make yeah they put a lot of flour and thickeners to make it cheaper to make but it just kind of kills all the flavor so we decided Mm -hmm. to not use any flour at all and So all of our cheese sauces and everything on our truck is gluten free, except for the dessert specials we do every week. Mm,
1: Delicious. Okay, so getting to my favorite part, Um, one of our segments on our podcast is always dedicated to what are we eating? And, you know, people are really interested in like people's favorites or places that they frequent, um, especially when you're in the food industry. So what are some of your favorite places in Seattle to grab something to eat?
3: Oh my oh gosh. gosh, we just went to Musang and we ordered the whole menu. <laughs> that was, a fun, night. That was a fun night. She came out and she was like, I wanted to see the two top that ordered the whole menu.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when are we were going to get back out again? So I know, we wanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still, Oh my God, there's a million places we love. Uh, recently, yeah, we went to Musang. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been to Milk Drunk recently for mm-hmm. fried chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm.
3: No Enjoyed problem. it. Yeah. We're
2: the, <laughs> at the market fishmonger in Edmonds recently. Yeah. Their fish and chips is I've I've heard you guys talk about that on your show too. They're so good.
1: Oh, we talk about a lot of things. So yeah. uh, here's what's impressive to me. Melissa and Musang, she knows like Nelson and I can order a whole menu, just like the yeah. two of us, right? But Definitely. yeah, I, I have to admit that that is really impressive. And you're right. <laughs> like it's hard to get a reservation. And of course, as we know, like dine in yeah. is done for right now, probably till the end of the year. Again, like it's, there's just something so special about the type of community, you know, Melissa's trying to create at her restaurant. So what was your favorite dish
3: that night from Musang? Oh, oh my goodness. Gosh. <laughs> so the first half we ordered. <laughs> we
2: really
3: enjoyed the double chicken mm-hmm. and we had a short ribs.
2: Mm-hmm. They were delicious. Yeah. Oh my gosh, everything was so good. Everything to- was so good. All right.
1: <laughs> so when you went to Milk Junk, when you went to Milk Drug, was your favorite the chicken sando or the soft serve? Like what, what was your what was your pull there?
3: Well, I'm always going to go to chicken Sando. I'm a savory person, but, you know, we did eat the the soft (laughs) serve. (laughs) I'm
1: a savory person who likes dessert.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have to try it. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: Definitely. And uh, so you guys went to market. You tried the fish and chips. Um, I have to say, I go there a lot more than Nelson because, you know, I live closer. And yeah. I'm just working my way through the menu. But I always get distracted by, like, they have these monthly specials. So I get distracted by that. And occasionally, Chef Hans will summon me down for something that's off menu, something special. And I love those days. And, yeah. you know, I, I want to promote the restaurant. But then I put, put it up and I'm just like, oh, by the way, you guys can't ever eat this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry. sorry sorry
1: my bad and i have to say one regret that i have at least in the last few weeks is that i know your dungeness crab nachos just ended your special and so i i keep missing those but you know someday i'll pick it up so
2: <laughs>
1: yeah all right so any other places that you love currently
2: we eat at spicy talk in kirkland a lot we get takeout oh. from there
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, they have really good uh, szechuan tofu Ooh. That's yeah. delicious. Any of their green bean dishes yeah, they're, are amazing. Yeah, their
3: spicy green beans are awesome.
1: Is it just me? Or here's my thing when I go out and eat green beans. I look at the menu and I'm just like, why are the green beans $14? Grumble, yeah. grumble, grumble. And then they come out. And as I'm eating them, am just like, yeah, now I know why they're so expensive. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like that about green beans. I was just like that on Sunday. <laughs> okay. So where are you most active on social media? Where can people find you, find updates and like where you are and like what you need and what you're selling?
2: Instagram is our favorite. We post the most, most there mm-hmm. at Nacho Mamas Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook is the same at Nacho Mamas Seattle. And we do some tweeting at Nacho Mamas SEA. Mm-hmm. And if you want to follow our drinking team and see what we're doing. <laughs> That's on Instagram at Nacho Mama's Drinking Team.
1: You know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking about this because I saw a picture recently with Sandra with the hat, the drinking team animal. (laughs) I'm just like, why have I not been invited to join this drinking team? Because I am in it to win it.
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, we started it during COVID. Right. But after COVID, we will get together and party.
1: (laughs) For sure. All right, Chris and Sandra, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having us. Oh, we didn't get a chance to make fun of Nelson at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I tell you
1: what, I'm going to give you this one. This is your (laughs) one chance to make fun of Nelson. He'll never hear it. (laughs) 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 Okay, Chris and Sandra, thanks so much for joining us today. And that's our interview with Chris and Sandra. I always enjoy Nacho Mamas because it's so extra. Don't get me wrong. I've eaten my share of tortillas and liquid cheese, but their nachos will change your life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What's your favorite, Monica? Is it the sweet corn nachos with the pork belly? Did I get that right? I don't know. I forgot. What's, What's your signature order there?
1: The street corn nachos. So it's like a take on elotes.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love Chris and Sandra on their first date. Chris made nachos. And then now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, their whole concept is behind all right. of that. So many years ago. That's, I think that's I cool.
1: That's so fun. That's so fun. And I love nachos so much. I think I'm going to try to have that for dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. All right, Monica. Well, that's pretty much our show for tonight. This week, as I mentioned, is Thanksgiving. Do you have any plans for your for Thanksgiving? No, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm sort of struggling and I'm not really
1: sure we're going to have, you know, like, quote unquote, Thanksgiving. It's not that I'm not grateful to be with my family. It's that... I'm just finding it really hard to get into the spirit of things. So unless I can come up with a menu in the next couple of days, we'll probably be eating something like, I don't know, nachos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just to be honest with you, I mean, I've been thinking about it and that's not getting anywhere. So um, what about you?
0: I've heard other people doing steaks, lobsters. Mm -hmm. That's nice. I'm going to spatchcock a turkey. Ooh. For my family in my household. So we're mm-hmm. not going out. We're just just for my family at mm-hmm. home. And I got, I think, a smaller turkey than normal. Probably like a 13-pound mm-hmm. turkey. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to spatchcock a turkey. This is the first time I've ever done it. Wish me luck that I don't mess it up.
1: <laughs> pretty pretty excited to see it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. But like I said, it's, it's a small gathering. So that's pretty much what we're going to do is mm-hmm. just do a turkey. And I don't know, maybe make mashed potatoes or something like that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's basically the extent. So... No other big fixins or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I am excited. I've never spatchcocked anything, so I'll live vicariously yeah. through you if I don't do anything.
0: And I'm golfing that day, too, as well. So that's... On that's, Thanksgiving? That's yes, on Thanksgiving. Golf courses are open, too. My, are they? My goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might as well take advantage all my friends because they're they're doing just thanksgiving with their immediate family so they're not going mm-hmm. out or anyone yeah. anything and so and like i said they're, they're cooking steaks or they're they're doing or not they're not even doing anything they might just have you know just noodles or ramen so they, they don't know what they're doing but so they just started hey let's play golf <laughs> since we don't have to travel or do anything like that and I'm like, all right. all right let's play let's play Ooh. golf i'll have the turkey ready by wednesday all i have to do is come back shower mm-hmm. pop the turkey in the oven for about an hour and a half and we got dinner that's basically it yeah that that sounds delicious
1: yeah, yeah i mean if i can get a brine together within the next couple of days then yeah i'll just be brining the turkey for a couple of days and then mm-hmm. you know pop it in the big green egg but i don't know oh yeah means.
0: smoked turkey sounds awesome too that sounds yeah. a great idea i don't
1: know If not, I'll just do more recipe development. We're just going to have a bunch of
0: appetizers. (laughs) Yeah, just do takeout. Takeout's fine too for Thanksgiving. (laughs) All right, everyone, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful holiday and Thanksgiving and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on.
1: In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks
0: again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.